Welcome to Insights from Leaders with me, Lucy Carter from 10opalsquare.co.uk. In this series of podcasts, you'll hear my honest and frank conversations with leaders from accountancy and wider professional services firms, sharing their path to leadership and how they continue to thrive. Through listening, you'll find there's lots you'll be able to relate to your journey into leadership, but also gain advice and top tips to help you on your way too. On today's episode, I'm joined by Madeline Siebert, who is a leader within the legal profession. She's had a 20 plus year career specialising in clinical negligence and serious personal injury. Currently a National Technical Director at Slater Gordon and previously a partnership position as the head of the Medical Negligence Department at Atwater's Jameson Hill. Year after year, she's ranked and recommended by Chambers and Legal 500. She's currently ranked as a leading individual in Chambers 2023. Hi Madeline, good to talk to you today. Hi Lucy, hi, lovely to speak to you. Um, so I'm really interested to see um, and learn more about your career today. Obviously you've had a very successful career um, in law, but but tell me, what was your first ever job before you even got into law? Well, it, it wasn't really anything like the law, to be honest. Um, our, my first job was when I was about 15 and I got a part-time job while I was still at school in Romford Stadium, which is the Greyhound, Greyhound racetrack. Okay. Um, yeah, so I started off um, frying burgers um, in, in the snack bars, um, making hot dogs and fast food. And then I was gradually promoted to a silver service waitress. Were you? Um, which, one, which bit did you enjoy the best? I loved all of it. I stayed there for years part-time. It was a brilliant part-time job. I just got to meet so many new people because back then, when I was 15, we didn't have social media, we didn't have mobile phones. So I suppose I'd sort of lived a bit of a sheltered life in the sense that the only people you meet are your, the, the, those other pupils in your school, your family and immediate friendship group. Yeah. So when I started the part-time job, it just really broadened my horizons, met so many different people, all walks of life, not only the customers themselves, but the actual other people I worked with, um, also lots of young people my age or a few years older and we had such a good time working there it, it was brilliant and so do you go to the greyhound racing very much now <laughs> no <not at> all. <laughs> I, even though it's nothing like the law you know it, it's I'm a real people person mm. and the law is all about people so it you know I did learn some really good things there that have helped me along the way um I worked so hard there, we all did. So it was a place where we would we just had to graft um in, you know, in the service industry, waiting. Um I've got you know utmost respect for, for, for people who, who do that. Um and so we were real grafters and I've carried that through all, all these years ever since. I've always worked really, really hard, really put the hours in. Mm. And I think just just being just what I loved about it was the people. And that's come through all my career ever since, meeting new people, um, trying to help people, um, trying to help not only my clients who have got legal issues, but also um, now in a, in, a, in a senior level, helping the juniors in my team, helping to mentor. Um, and I think, you know, I, that, that 
probably that world back then, you know, introduced me to that in a way, even though it was entirely different. Yeah, absolutely. So it's given you a flavour about what do you like in the workplace, but also instilled quite a strong work ethic in you as well. Definitely, 100%. Yeah, I think that's so important. I've tried to, you know, I try to instill that in my children as well a real strong work ethic and my daughter's about coming up for 16 and wants to get a part-time job and it it gives you a lot of independence as well you know even at that age just meeting new people but also you've got your own little bit of money coming in and I think it's so important on the on the on the scope of just life skills as well. Absolutely so so what then took you into um, a career in law after that? Well, I always wanted to be a lawyer. Right. There's never anything else I've wanted to do. I can't even remember a point when I decided because I was so young. Wow. Uh, I think what got me into it originally was that I was sort of fascinated um, by murder mysteries. Okay. Um, Agatha Christie, and I read loads of Agatha Christie books as quite a young child, actually. I think I was in primary school. I was a real bookworm. And um, so I was fascinated by... Um, sort of law and order and crimes and so I was really um really wanted to um sort of go into that field somehow mm. um and that kind of um got me on the, the traje- trajectory of, of of looking at what you know what roles there are in, in the law obviously you know it's police enforcement um and then but but I moved on I think after that to um sort of courtroom dramas mm. um, on television run pole of the bailey <laughs> i'm gonna remember that um and and i think i just decided no it's the legal side that i'm really interested in not the sort of detective side um and so i knew i wanted to be a lawyer from quite a young age but it was really i suppose how my career developed is in the field of law because it went from my interest went from being very very um keen on criminal law Mm. to actually ending up doing what I'm doing now and what I have been doing for over 20 years which is clinical negligence Mm. and I suppose um that that sort of the actual field of law um came through um sort of more academic so studying different types of law and then obviously when I was a trainee solicitor working in different areas of law as well and really finding that actually this is this is the area that I think I really that I'm really passionate about and that I feel I really really fit in well with and how would you describe the the career path that you've been on um in in the legal profession so um, after um, after school, um, I did a law degree, mm-hmm. and then I um, had to think about whether I wanted to be a barrister or a solicitor, mm-hmm. um, because it's slightly different training for, for each. And so I did lots of work experience. I did some brilliant work experience. I did some work experience in a magistrate's court. Um, which I loved. I did some work experience shadowing barristers in crown courts, in big crown court cases, which was really interesting. Um, but I think some, I also did some work experience in a solicitor's firm as well. And I think I thought that's really where I felt my skill set um, sat was in actually having that 
regular relationship with with a client and really pushing their case through from beginning to end whereas with a barrister you would bring a barrister in at certain points in the case to deal with specific aspects and then they would so they'll kind of pop in and pop out of the case but I really wanted to have that relationship again brings me back to you know a people person I think I wanted to have that relationship a lot a longer relationship with, with my clients um and so I felt no I want to be a solicitor um so I I went to law school um to do my final exams and then I managed to secure a training contract as an article clerk in a law firm in um the east of London mm-hmm. And that's where I tried my hands at various different areas of the law, including criminal, employment law, and conveyancing, um, family law. Um, and I also did quite a, a large, um, uh, we call it kind of like a seat, where you have a seat in a certain um, field of law. Um, and I did a seat in um, clinical negligence and personal injury claims, which I, which I loved. And I, I thought I was very good at it. As well, I seem to, you know, really have a passion for it, and seem to, to be able to get to grips with the area of law quite easily. So um, I um, qualified, and that was the area I chose to, to practice in. And my career has developed since then. Really, I moved to another law firm when I was a junior solicitor, and I stayed there for about twenty years uh-huh. um, as a as a law, as a solicitor, and I worked my way through the ranks. Um, and I became a partner and head, a head of department. And then I had a big sort of career change, same job in a way, but just it, to me, it was a big, big career change because I'd been at that company for a long, long time. Yes. Um, and I made, a, I made a change and moved away and moved into um, a corporate setting where I am now, which is um, Slater and Gordon. And I'm a technical director, which is a national role. Um, so still, I'm still a lawyer and I still have my cases and my clients, but I have, I suppose, a bigger management role as well um, w- within the national serious injury team. So it, it was quite a big step. Absolutely. And quite a big challenge. So, um, um, so, so that's what's got me here, really. Yeah. And what made you decide as you were developing your career that you wanted to go into sort of leadership, into that partnership um, management um, position? I think I reached a stage where I had gone as far as I could with, um, in terms of accolades and getting on panels and getting recommended cases. So I'd gone quite a h- high in terms of being a, a, a top solicitor, I suppose you can say. Yeah. So I wanted to, I just wanted to, to do more mm. um, and, you know, still have got quite a long career <laughs> ahead of me. Yes. Um, unfortunately can't retire at any time soon um so um you know I wanted to to carry on my journey and so the natural step was management management of people developing the junior lawyers um mentoring um and leadership and so that's why I you know I sort of pushed and and went for partnership um, at my last practice and um become head of department and I really, really enjoyed it. Loved managing a team. Um, really loved coaching. Really loved seeing um, the you know, juniors progress. Um, and then I wanted to do, I suppose, more of that in a way. Hence my decision to move. 
um, into a into a much bigger team and a national team. Um, so that's really what what made take the step I did a few years ago. Yeah, and making it into uh, into a partnership isn't easy you know the, the the process that you have to go through um isn't isn't simple or, or something that's quick for people to to go through what did you learn the hard way by going through that process yourself um you know to be honest Lucy, it wasn't necessarily what what it was to, to get to that point because i just worked incredibly hard um, and made a good impression in that sense that, that the partners who eventually um, sort of nominated me and, and brought me up knew that I, I had skills and that I would make a, a great partner and a great leader. But I think once I got to that stage, I had a complete crisis confidence because I didn't believe that I could do it. Right. Even though I, even though everybody else did. Yes. So actually I had a wobble when I was a junior partner okay um and I it's it, yeah it's hard to sort of pin down the reasons why um I suppose um I think I've I put a lot a lot of pressure on myself mm. I had probably unrealistic expectations of myself um and I think the other thing that I, I probably did that was a mistake was to compare myself to others something we do compare, so easily yeah I know and compare myself to those that have come before me mm. um, who have inspired me throughout my career to that point it was always a sense internally of am I as good am I as good as them I'll never be as good as them I need to do this this and this otherwise I won't be as good and that sort of spiralled out of control, and you know, I, it, it, that that was. Um, it, it, it's I, I see it happening all yeah. the time, actually, and it's easy to look back on it and say, "Why did you know? Why to, you know? You just want to shake your old self yes. and say, why you being so silly?'" But uh, I suppose it's something maybe you have to go through. I don't know. And what what did help you through that? You know, moving on from that way of thinking. I was really lucky because I had um, a lot of support from um, uh, um, from from a colleague who was also um, sort of more, I suppose, more senior than me. So she she was brilliant, and she sort of, I suppose, mentored and coached me in a sense, and held my hand and gave me a good talking to yeah. when I needed it. Um, and you know, really good family support as well. Mm. Um, and I, and I, re- I did reach out. I reached out to one of my old, to my old senior partner actually mm. from, from way back at my first firm, um, just you know, just to get some advice. And 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 he was really really helpful as well, and sort of helped me to see the wood from the trees. I suppose. I mean, I suppose what you know that I was worrying too much. Mm. Um, and that nothing is as bad as it seems necessarily yeah. and there's, there's different ways to get over a hurdle yes um and I just think that kind of rational perspective really helped actually it really helped to get my thoughts in order I think that was that was really important the sort of the, the support and the I suppose the, the coaching in a way so I was lucky to have those people in my life at the time 
Yeah, absolutely. So it was leaning on the people that were around you that perhaps helped you, you know, through your career previously that were able to help you again at that point in time. Yeah, and, and they were honest as well. So, you know, they would say, look, you know, not just, you know, Madeline, this is, you know, this is about you, you know, mm. you're, you're doing this to yourself. And so it, it was just really honest, sound, you know, sensible advice, um, kind of got me through those, um, those wobbles. I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess through that, you did a lot of learning. And one of the things I'm always interested in, because we know that learning never, never stops, you know, throughout our career and through our lives. I'm just wondering what, what's next on your list for, for learning more about at the moment? Um, well, I, I'm still, I, I've always been on this, this path and I've never quite got there. <laughs> um, but it's, it's balance, actually, mm. if I'm being really honest, um, trying to have balance in my life is a, is a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly battle for me. Um, as uh, probably, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I am a real grafter and it yes. comes to work and, but I've also got two, two children to a teen, one of them a teenager one was going on secondary school this year I've got you know husband family life um, mm. and I don't want to get to I, I absolutely love my job I love it I'm so passionate about it but I don't want to to get to, to the end of my working career and, and actually regret those evenings that I haven't spent with the family because I've been working late yeah you know so on and so forth and obviously when you have a high pressured career um you know you, you have to um d dedicate time to it but I don't want to have any regrets I think and I want to make sure that I put the same amount of time and effort into into other things that are you know really well really the most important things in anyone's life which is you know health and family absolutely and so what, what are some of the things that you're doing at the moment that they're helping you with that learning so I try to um, set myself a um, sort of physical milestone <laughs> a couple of times a year to make sure that I'm I'm conscious of my health and I'm trying to keep fit. Yeah. So I took up running a few years ago. Oh, well done. And um, that actually um, helps me mentally as well. Yeah, I bet. Perspective. Um, but I tried to if I didn't have a target, I would it would I would end up not doing it. So. Um, I I try to set a couple of races every year um, to make sure that oh I need to be doing the training because I've got this race in a few months and that's what sort of keeps me motivate motivated to have those targets um, and then I just really now try to to, to block out time at the weekends um, and really focus on making sure that that is family time and that I have. Um, I, I, you know, book out things for us to do. Yes. Um, so that you're not, I'm not kind of thinking, oh, well, the kids are just, you know, on their on their iPads yes. and things, or out with their friends, and so I'll just get a few hours of work in here. Um, so I try to actually block out the family time from my diary, so I know that I've got that planned. Um, but it's still it's still hard. Yes. <laughs> So yeah I think a lot of people um, struggle with trying to find that balance but there's some great tips there that you've just put in that hopefully some others can can learn from there and I guess bef before we close um, today what would be great to know is you know a lot of um, listeners will be on their path 
to becoming um, a leader and looking for ways that they can demonstrate um, that they've got what it takes to be a leader. Is there a piece of advice that you'd give to people that are in that position at the, at the moment? Yeah, so I think looking at where what inspired me when I was um, not in a leadership position myself was those who led by example. Um, so that's what I would always look for personally in a leader. And I still have leaderships. I have um, leaders, my, my bosses, Rachel and Gordon, who inspire me daily who lead by example and I and I still try to emulate you know what what they are doing because it, that's what I feel passionate about I think they're doing a brilliant job so they've asked me to do xyz and I want to do a good job for them so I think leading by example is really important you can't ask others to do what you're not doing yourself um, but and the other thing is to have confidence in yourself and that's what I probably struggled with and I'm sure everyone does it they're being honest yes uh, what's helped me to get through that is is having um mentors and coach people that have helped coach me yes I, i've been luckily in a position where i've had um friends that have been able to do that but not not everyone does and when i um took the step and um took a big step a few years ago and, and, and jumped ship, so to speak. Mm. I actually also had a business coach as well, who was brilliant for that first year, just helped me to have the confidence in myself, to ask the right questions, to put things into perspective, because you're when you're working, you're just on this runaway, run, runaway train, I think, sometimes. Absolutely. And, and you go pause to actually just think about what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. So business coaching I had was brilliant at that. Um, and I would definitely go back to that if I ever felt I was sort of losing control a bit or getting out of control or a, little, a bit of a place where I was lost and didn't really know which direction to turn. I think that really, really helps. Yeah, I mean, I think we underestimate the speed that we all work at um, day to day and the fact that slowing down and allowing our brains to actually think at a different pace, the power that that brings for us. Um, yeah, it's, life is so fast paced nowadays. It just, I get to a, the end of the week and I think, I don't know where it's yeah. going. It's just passed me by in a, a flash. Yeah. So, so I, I, think, I, think, and I think that's where the balance comes in, just and you're absolutely right Lucy just that time just to pause is so important I think we and I I'm a you know I constantly you know forget to do that and I'm having to remind myself all the time just mm. to fit in that time for yourself that half an hour that 20 minutes just just to think uh, about things um meditation is quite good as well actually yeah um helps a lot of people just to pause mm absolutely well thank you madeline i think you know thank you for pausing your own um day today to be able to have this conversation it's been really great insights learning a little bit more about you know where you started back at that greyhound um flipping those burgers <laughs> and the silver service um but some really good practical tips um as well about what helps you both get to a leadership position but also what keeps you motivated and continuing to learn so thank you very much it's been great talking to you oh my pleasure lucy lovely to speak to you as ever thank you
You've been listening to Insights from Leaders with Lucy Carter from tenopalsquare.co.uk. Visit the website to find out more.